We're taking you from sideline to sideline and everything in between. It's your one-stop shop for all things football. Join me, Aaron Mukes, every Wednesday and Friday for fresh takes, breaking news, fantasy gold, and more. College and NFL, we got you covered. This is Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Here comes the rush, and here's the hit. Second down attempt. Oh, what a hit. You can't do that. The quarterback, you can't fight. The 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Here, tested. Somebody stop that man. Ladies and gentlemen, now your host, Mr. Aaron Mutes, and his co-host, Akeem. This is your one-stop shop for all college and NFL football. Here is Sideline to Sideline. What's up, everyone? Welcome in to Sideline to Sideline, the podcast. This is your host, Aaron Mukes, alongside, once again, my boy, David Gonzalez. What's up, David? What's going on, Mukes? How you doing? How you living? Man, living good. Week one is in the books. Uh, I couldn't ask for more. Week one. I don't know. Everybody was uh, so excited for this week, but we're going to talk about a couple things today that obviously fantasy football fans are are very aware of, and that's the overreaction of week one. And I've already seen people dropping players, and <laughs> you know, I've seen players on the waiver wire that have no business there. So it's 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 definitely that week one overreaction time, and we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, we're going to talk about week one, recap the games, recap our standouts and disappointments. We're going to touch on some streamlining defenses. We didn't talk much preseason about defenses, so you're going to hit on that today. And then we're going to get right into re- week two and, um, and talk about our optimal lineups, and we're going to preview some of the games for week two. So I'm excited for another show, uh, ready to talk about last week. Um, let, let's just go right into it, man. What, initial thoughts, week one. How, how, first of all, I want to, I want to give a, a little – a little, uh, just kind of a week. My week didn't go so well, man. Fantasy, fantasy, <laughs> fantasy wasn't good to me week one, man. Uh, right before the game started on Saturday, I'm getting uh, notifications. Miles Sanders going to be out. Cortland Sutton not going to play. Uh, all these Galladay. guys, Galladay's out. And all these guys, I told you guys before that I had rostered on a lot of different teams. Yeah. So out of my 16 leagues this, this week, uh, I won about eight. So I went, I went about 50 50, which I wasn't happy with, but. Again, it's only week one, so um, let them know how you did. How'd you, how'd you do this week? Honestly, bro, I had a really good week. I had a lot of the same players rostered. Um, I was big on Devontae Adams. I was big on Josh Jacobs. As you know, you're in a couple of leagues with me. I'm heavily rostered with those two. And you know that in our standard league and TD only, I took Zeke over Christian McCaffrey and over Saquon. So – um, Zeke was good to me this week. Um, I also had uh, Adam Thielen in uh, my dynasty league and a couple of other leagues. And I was a little bit disappointed in my guy, Austin Eckler, because, you know, I really thought big things of him. He was one of my guys that I just thought was going to skyrocket out. I mean, he did have 18 touches on the ground. He had a one target, which was kind of scary. Um, but kind of another, a little bit about my teams are that, you know, in terms of, um quarterbacks I had Ben Roethlisberger rostered in a lot of leagues and as you can see he just dropped three touchdown passes uh Juju Smith-Schuster 
Um, I have him in a bunch of leagues and he had two TDs today. Um, so I, I'm overall, I'm very happy. I won 16 out of 18. Uh, the two leagues that I God damn. 16 out of 18. Man, see, this is why he carried the championship belt, folks. This is why he had the championship belt on his shoulder week one. I told you. Yes. Man wins leagues. The the uh, league that I was kind of disappointed in that I lost, I had Deshaun Watson. I had Amari Cooper. Um, I have George Kittle in that league. And, you know, even though those players did some things, they were kind of like their teams lost. And uh, some of their catches were a lot of garbage time. So I'm curious to see how they bounce back, those three teams. But speaking of, you know, I really um, – I have a couple takeaways. And I want to – we're talking about defenses, man. I'm concerned about the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to come in and do some damage. I thought Carson Wentz was going to light up that Washington defense. And it seemed like it was the opposite. Uh, my notes tell me that the Washington D-line crushed Philadelphia. They had eight sacks. They had 14 QB hits. Like, what is that? Like – how do you let your QB get hit 14 times and go down eight sacks? Like young Chase, man, that boy out there throwing people out the way, looking like Aaron Donald against the Cowboys. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that was a low blow. Look at that low blow. Threw in there, man. Low blow, low blow. No, I also go say, just say that speaking of that Washington game, uh, me and you also had um, our sights set high on uh, Antonio Gibson. It looks like he had 33% of the snaps. Peyton Barber had 34% of the snaps. Peyton Barber, I think he scored twice, um, but he only had like under 30 yards. So I think that there's the, the times for Antonio Gibson to excel is just over the horizon. If you could just hold on to him for a few weeks, um, I think that he'll, his time will come. I think and, that's important too. Um, I, I wanted to bring him up as well. I'm glad you did because I think people are going to look at the box score and they're going to see – Peyton Barber with the two touchdowns and Antonio Gibson with, you know, I think he had, I think he had nine or 10 touches, but um, I think that snap share is important. I think the 33% snap share is what's most important. And we've seen the Peyton Barber show before. I mean, let's be honest in Tampa Bay, um, we call them just Jags. They're just a guy. I think Peyton Barber is just a guy. I think that Ron Rivera probably trusts him a little bit more early in the season because of the, you know, the experience and the fact that he's a veteran probably can pass protect a little bit better, um, you know, secure the ball at the goal line a little bit more. But eventually I think the talent is just going to be too much for, uh, for them to keep Antonio Gibson off the field. So don't be that guy that sees his week one, you know, touches and he only had like nine fantasy points or whatever it was and, and just say, you know what, I've, I'm done with them and drop them. Don't be that guy because you're probably going to be looking at later on in the season looking like a fool because – David or I are going to go pick him up on the waiver wire and we're going to win the league. And then you're going to be all pissed off. So uh, that's a good point to point out right there. Yeah. And shout out to Logan Thomas who came out way out of nowhere. I mean, if you haven't been dynasty and you had, you had, you had your eye on him in dead leagues, of course, but Logan Thomas had eight targets. He was the most targeted Washington football team member. And that goes to a lot to show that, you know, Terry McLaurin, who people spent a lot of like third to fourth round capital on him in terms of fantasy football, uh, when that guy, that tight end is getting more targets than him, you know, I don't think you should worry, but it just shows that Dwayne Haskins has some confidence in that tight end. So I think that's pretty cool. A couple other stats I have moving along to the uh, my team, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers. Man, this game was a shootout and there was a lot of fantasy gold in there. Shout out to Robbie Anderson, who made some big plays. Uh, but Josh Jacobs, man, we were all concerned about how there was, you know, 
he wasn't going to catch passes, how, you know, what was his usage going to be like? Stud, but, you know, stud. Elite usage. He had 29 touches. He had six targets. He played 76% of all snaps in terms of running backs. So I think in terms of like uh, RB1, um, consider him an RB1 in the top tier moving forward. You can't, you know, a lot of people were kind of wondering, hey, him or Mixon or some of these other players, but Josh Jacobs is ascending right now into the RB1 uh, elite territory. So I like him before our eyes. I actually like Josh Jacobs, and I was pretty sure I had this take before the season, but now I'm just seeing one week. I, I'm 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 sure of it now. I have Josh Jacobs ahead of Dalvin Cook, and I think I think his usage in that offense with no threat behind him, and the fact that they love going to him on the goal line. I mean, because if you think about it, outside of Waller. I mean, I know they got old ass Jason Witten and Brian Edwards might be something later, but outside of Waller, they don't really have a whole lot in the red zone. Um, I think he's going to get a ton of touchdowns. Uh, I have Josh Jacobs ahead of Dalvin Cook. He's literally probably my number five running back. So um, Josh Jacobs is definitely on a lot of my teams and I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, Josh Jacobs is going to be a surefire. You know, one of the reasons why we're, if you chose him in the second round or, you know, if he lasted to the third, which I don't think he did, then you're going to win a lot of leagues. So um, I'm right with you on there. Another one of the takeaways is Darren Waller had nine targets that game. Um, and also Henry Ruggs. Um, he got hurt, but before that, he looked explosive. He had five targets, and he had one of those uh, big splash plays down the sideline. Um, Christian McCaffrey, man, um, you know, you can never say enough about that guy. Two TDs. Um, he had a lot of yards on the ground. He had 27 total touches. Um, He had four targets. And a lot of that is, uh, I wouldn't say concerning, um, because he had 27 touches overall. He's one man, and that's one game. But, um, you know, when they had Ted, you know, when they had Teddy Bridgewater coming in and he tossed him the ball four times, um, a lot of what Christian McCaffrey is about is having 100-plus targets. He's going to, you know, is he going to have 100 catches? You know, will Teddy Bridgewater dump it off 100 times to him? We'll see. I think so. Uh, I don't think you should worry about him at all. I think that that 27 touches is, you know, you can't ask for anything more than that. You know, two TDs, he, he balled out again. On DraftKings, he's going for 10K again. So, you know, if you play daily fantasy leagues, you know, he's probably a surefire thing to drop another 20-something points next week. His, his usage rate, I, I, I mean, that's the biggest thing about Christian McCaffrey. When you're picking a guy at the top of the first round, you want a guy that's going to be used, right? No matter what, you want to make sure he's getting those touches. Whether he's producing in the passing game or the running game, he's going to get his looks. Um, I, I, I do question at times whether he's going to be used in the same way, you know, since they've, you know, changed coaches to Matt Rule and, and things like that. So he might not get the, the amount of looks in the passing game as he has in the past, but I don't think there's an issue as far as, producing or getting his touches he's going to touch the ball 25 30 times a game he's going to score touchdowns he's the best player on their offense um again you're you're firing him up every week no matter what every week every week and a couple other takeaways man shout out to josh allen uh you he was in your optimal lineup i'll give you and he's in some of my starting lineups in terms of fantasy and he balled out he dropped 300 yards for the first time in his career 300 yards passing i'll say that uh, the New York Jets defense looks like it's Swiss cheese. It looks like uh, the 49ers who play them next week, and they'll probably be my top defense for the week because uh, it doesn't look like Sam Darnold's going to be moving the ball against the 49ers next week, just like he couldn't move it against Buffalo. So 
Um, besides that, you know, from that game, I saw that what Zach Moss and Devin Singletary had nine carries apiece. Um, what set them apart was Singletary had, I believe he had seven targets and he had, a, uh, I want to say he had six catches. So um, he really had the opportunity to catch the ball from the backfield. He'll live and die from that. It looks like Zach Moss is there to stay in terms of splitting that goal, those goal line carries. And for good reason, Zach Moss is a good back. You could see, you could tell that just from the first game, how he moved, how he grooved with Josh Allen. He's not going anywhere. That's going to be a split. Um, Jamison Crowder, he was one of my, uh, one of my sleepers. Uh, I talked about him on the sideline to sideline podcast, man, um, 13 targets. Um, he had pretty much the best play from the jets all game long. He had a 69 yard touchdown. Um, and in terms of Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell looks like he's going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, with that hamstring injury. <laughs> I told you guys, man. Levy, I told you, don't draft that man. Don't draft that well, man. We we talked about what we talked about David Johnson. We talked about Todd Gurley. We talked about Le'Veon Bell. You, we knew that all three weren't going to be have a redemption season, but it looks like David Johnson is good, and it looks like Todd Gurley is going to have some type of a redemption season. So Le'Veon Bell is odd man out, right? I think all yeah. that talk. I think all that talk in preseason about. You know, he's feeling the best he's ever felt. And him and Adam Gaze are okay now. I, I think it was all just talk, man. I think, <laughs> I think the worst thing Le'Veon Bell did was hold out. And not because he held out. But then he holds out and he goes to a team like the Jets, who are a mess, who hired a coach who probably has no business coaching in the league, who's never had a fantasy-relevant running back ever. I mean, he just – it's no back works with him. And then, I don't know, I feel like Le'Veon Bell just wasted the rest of his career. He needs to get out of there ASAP. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, Le'Veon Bell is in, uh, you know, purgatory in terms of running backs, man, because he's not doing good and he's he's getting volume, but it's just making him look his career overall. Just That's what we're going to remember him as is the guy who went to the Jets, got paid, and pretty yeah. much floundered Think off. Think about it. Think about the guys that were drafted after him. He's probably going in the fourth, fifth round, and think about the guys that were drafted after him. And uh, so all those wasted fourth-round picks, you guys should be kicking yourself right now for not listening to us. Pretty much, man. David Montgomery came off the couch after a, a growing injury, and he had a better better game than Le'Veon Bell. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, you guys wasted a pick. I I'm guilty in one league of having a, a uh, Le'Veon Bell. Zero one shares. League. Zero one. shares in sixteen leagues of Le'Veon Bell for me. And, and man, it, it was one of those things where he just fell to me. He was deep in the. Yeah. Anyways, it happens. No I mean, I think we all yeah. have guys like that. So. But shout out to the, um, you know, I know that the Cleveland and Baltimore game was a blowout in terms of like actual game. But um, a couple takeaways I have that from that game is that Kareem Hunt, he had one less snap than Nick Chubb. And it looks like he had three more carries and five more targets than Chubb. So that was kind of like one of those things where it's like I expected Chubb to have a lot more carries. I expected him to get a couple more targets. But at the end of the day, they just paid Kareem Hunt. And, you know, it's looking like that's going to be more of a split. And I don't know. What are your thoughts? I I, I think the split is right. I I mean, I I do think they're going to split. I think what happened in this game, though, is they got behind early. And I think they trust Kareem Hunt more in the passing game. He's he's proven to be a better pass catcher and a better blocker. And so Nick Chubb is more of the traditional hand the ball on first and second. He doesn't really get involved in the pass game a whole lot. And I think getting behind, they put Kareem Hunt in. And then when they're running those quick draws, 
you know, as they're running hurry up offense because they're down 25 points. I, I think that's why the, the, the actual volume of carries was a little bit kind of skewed this game. I, I mean, Nick Chubb averaged six yards a carry. It, it wasn't like he wasn't producing. He averaged six yards a carry. He just only got 10 of them. And I think in a different game script, I think the timeshare is more of a 60, 40 Chubb hunt, you know, Chubb 60 hunt 40. That's what I think it, it's more like. Um, I think they'll both be, you know, averaging somewhere around 15 touches a game. I think both of them could get to that um, on a good game. When they're playing from behind, I think Kareem Hunt will, will outscore Nick Chubb. And that's a problem because the way they're playing, they look like they're going to be behind a whole lot. So you, you, you might be right. That might be an issue. Baker didn't look great. He didn't look great. But I'll, I'm going to flip the switch on you because we had another two running backs in that same game, and it looks like uh, Mark Ingram had three more carries than J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. Dobbins had two TDs. So I know you're high on J.K. Dobbins. I know you're one of the guys that um, actually sold me on J.K. Dobbins prior to uh, the season. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins? I think as the season goes on, Dobbins will be more and more involved. Obviously, the Ravens aren't stupid. They're the type of team that's going to involve a, a number of backs. But Mark Ingram's a free agent at the end of the year. He's not coming back to Baltimore. I'm telling you right now. J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins will be the guy. So as the season go on, I see them – I still see them splitting time, but they love J.K. in the red zone. I mean, Mark Ingram's a good red zone back, but they love the versatility of Dobbins. And if he starts to learn the pass protections, uh, I think the sky's the limit for this guy, man. Honestly, I think – He's, he's fantasy relevant right now just because of the offense he plays in. And um, after this year, obviously, I think he's, a, he's an elite back. But this year, I think he's, he's going to win some leagues for some people at the end of the season. He's going to see 12 to 15 touches when they're blowing teams out. He's going to find the end zone. Their, their offense is too good. Um, for all of those people that were waiting to draft J.K. Dobbins, because he was falling in drafts. It's hard to draft that guy who's a rookie playing behind somebody. but. Um, you did it a couple of years ago when you drafted Nick Chubb and, or you picked up Nick Chubb and it worked out. And I think this could be a very similar situation with JK Dobbins uh, this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I'm going to go ahead and keep it moving on the running backs. Cause I saw some of that else. Um, Chris Carson, uh, one of those things where he didn't catch a lot of passes last year. He had six catches for 45 yards and two TDs out of the backfield. <laughs> That's music to passes, your ears. If he's catching passes, it's a wrap. RB1, but, surefire. But what about uh, Carlos Hyde, who had one more rushing attempt? Um, Is I, there I, any concern? No. They were they, – <laughs> they were, I have zero concern about <laughs> Carlos Hyde. None. Um, he vultured touchdowns, as he always does in his career, whatever. Um, now, honestly, it's, it was game script. A lot of that, Carlos Hyde at the end, they were running the ball. They were, it wasn't even close. Atlanta's terrible. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, let's go. TD, Johnny Smith, that's okay. my sleeper. Uh, yeah, yeah. so see, we're recording this in the second half of the, uh, of the Monday Night Football <laughs> game. We, we've seen enough from these, from these teams, so we, we figured we can go ahead and do this. No, but um, just back to Carson, I think at his ADP, I think that was a steal for anybody that drafted him. That offense, Russell Wilson's going to have a monster year with the weapons that he has around him now. Their offensive line play is so much better than it's been in the past. And I know we don't talk a whole lot about defenses, but Jamal Adams and that trade, dude, I don't know if you watched that game, but Jamal Adams is everywhere. And, and, and I thought he kind of rubbed it in the face of Greg Williams by saying he was going to get bored in that defense. He was 
everywhere during that game. And uh, I'm really, really excited about the Seahawks. And I, I love I love Carson. So, yeah. So we're going to keep it moving on running backs, man. And this is probably one of the more boring conversations. But um, AP, man, AP just always there, man. I, played 50, I'm pissed. 56% of the snaps uh, in, for Detroit running backs. Um, and, no, I'm sorry, 56% of the touches, he played 31% of the snaps. DeAndre Swift, however, played 44% of the snaps. Carryon Johnson's pretty much irrelevant. Um, he played wait, wait, 26%. Which, which is crazy because he's opening the season as a starter before AP gets there. But you can – anybody who has Carryon Johnson, this is probably one player that I say you can drop right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, I agree. Outside I agree. of Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift being hurt, Carryon Johnson is no longer fantasy relevant. And even though DeAndre Swift dropped that touchdown pass, which would have made his day look uh, real nice, actually. Two TDs? Come on. He would have yeah. had two TDs. Yeah, it would have it made his, his day look real nice. So be encouraged by that. I don't believe Adrian Peterson is a thing. I think – I don't know what's up with this nostalgia. We have to give this 35-year-old running back the ball. He, he ran well, but I'm a believer, and we got a young, a young bull back here. Give him the ball. Well – you know, they already lost the game. Like, the Lions lost the game. So, you know, it's they can only go so far. They're, gonna, they're playing against the, the Chicago Bears. They're playing against the Minnesota Vikings. They're playing against, you know, the Packers. And in that division, it's going to be tough. So they're when they're, two, when they're two and six, when they're two and six, you'll see a lot more DeAndre Swift. Exactly. So hold on, guys. You know, I know you guys are going to get anxious and want to see, you know, Hines and Miles Gaskin and all these guys that are hopping on the waiver lines and you're going to want to drop a player like Swift, but Hey, hang tight. You know, you're going to be rewarded a little bit later. Wait, um, wait, speaking Hey, of- Hey, wait, wait. Did, did Goskowski just mix the extra point too? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. He's 0 for three on field goals and 0 for one on extra points or one for one for two on extra points. Bro, he's about to get cut. Well, uh, hey, I hope you don't have Goskowski on your team. If you do, uh, you could probably cut him. Man, because it looks like, uh, you know, if, if, if they don't win this game, I'm sure he's probably going to be considered – they're going to bring in another kicker or something like that. That's wild. Uh, that, that's ridiculous. Um, so we're going to keep it moving to running backs. Uh, one, the biggest news of the week was that Marlon Mack uh, ruptured Achilles, and it looks like if you took Jonathan Taylor in the fifth, sixth round, probably if you're in competitive leagues, he went in the fourth. Um Man, he had six catches. He looked explosive on some of those catches. Um, he didn't punch it in for a TD. Um, and Hines was the one who got the two TDs over there. But um, if Again, you got Jonathan. Don't, don't be too excited about the Naheem Hines thing. Um, I want to talk about Naheem Hines, but I'll let you finish because I got something to say about him too. Well, I was just going to say, man, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's one of those players that we didn't expect to get that many touches week one. But he got 15 touches. He had six targets. And I think that's the craziest part is that he got six targets. Like, yeah, Phillip Rivers drops the ball down. And if you got Jonathan Taylor, you know, you just got your show at least an RB2 at the very weakest. So um, I'm excited about Jonathan Taylor. I got him in a couple of leagues. And, you know, I feel like I kind of won the lottery on that. Yeah, I think a lot of Jonathan Taylor uh, owners are, are sitting here today, obviously not happy about Marlon Mack being injured. Nobody wants to see you know, a guy get hurt and he was, you know, he's, he's a pretty decent back, but if you drafted Jonathan Taylor and you made that investment, your the timeline for his, his fantasy relevance just moved up significantly. And 
I, I really, really like Naeem Hines. I think he's a good back. I like his pass catching ability. I don't see the I, I see huge. I mean, I see a lot of people picking him up this week, but don't expect the touchdowns. The touchdowns are not going to be yeah, there. Yeah, no way, no way. In a PPR league, he can be a flex play, and, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, this boy, Gordon. <laughs> what did he do? He just had a, at least a 25-yard run. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Naeem Hines is a PPR back. I think he, he's a good flex play, and um, he'll give you some value, but don't expect the touchdowns. I think, I think Jonathan Taylor, the more he gets comfortable in that offense, is going to be the guy. Um, you might want to watch out. I shouldn't say this because I don't want David to go scoop him. But uh, there is talk that they're bringing in Lamar Miller and some other backs to and maybe a, <laughs> and maybe a Devonta like, Freeman and maybe I'm a Devonte Freeman. So um, just keep that keep it in mind. And maybe take some snaps away. But uh, we'll see about that. But don't you know? Don't get too sold on Naeem Hines and don't drop any of those other guys that we talked about: the Swifts, the Dobbins, the Antonio Gibsons. I wouldn't be dropping those guys for Naeem Hines this week. Yeah, no, um, and I'm right there with you, man. Um, you can't um, just go ahead and overreact week one. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of situations where um, coming weeks, there's going to be COVID-related uh, outs, whether it's out one week or two weeks. So you got to save that waiver wire money, that those bids, um, and make sure that it's on a player where, you know, if somebody like a Zeke or, you know, if you can get a Tony Pollard, you know, these backups are probably going to be a little bit more useful than one of these one week wonders like Boston Scott. So not to say that Boston Scott is a bad player, but, you know, Miles Sanders looks like he's going to be ready to go next week. And, um, you know, if you wasted a priority one waiver wire on Boston Scott, you're probably locked out on a couple of things later on in the year. So um, I'll keep it moving, and what I will say is that Cam Newton, he looked like he was true to self. Um, he had two rushing TDs, and it looks like he was 15 for 75 on the ground, and the Pats were 69% running. Um, so if you had Julian Edelman and you were expecting one, uh, the same type of usage with a Tom Brady um, out of the picture, um, good luck, man, because it doesn't look like Cam Newton's going to be able to uh, drop the passes into Julian Edelman anytime soon. So you might as well just keep waiting for Christmas. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I respect to the GOAT, Bill Belichick. The man will do whatever it takes to win. Uh, he had an offense that was solely built around a guy who couldn't move at all, was immobile in Tom Brady. And you look and watch the first game, and you have Cam Newton, who's obviously an athletic quarterback, running the ball 15 times for 75 yards. And looked looked young again. I mean, he 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 looked good. He's as long as he's healthy, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. They're going to be a run first uh, defensive football team. And I, I'm be honest, I, I had doubts. I had my doubts about New England and Cam in that offense. But he looks like the same type of player he's going to what he was doing in Carolina. He doesn't really need the weapons as long as he's playing like that. So um, yeah, it was Miami. So I'm not going to get too, you know over ecstatic or anything, but I felt like that was a good game plan. I felt like they did a good job of, of using cam. And I think if they continue to use them that way, I think he'll be successful. So. Yeah. So um, I agree with you on those fronts and we'll keep it moving. We'll talk about how um, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf look like they're in for big seasons, um, especially DK Metcalf. He was out there and he stayed true to form, looked like a beast, looked like he was taking that next step. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he made all the sure catches 
And it looks like that uh, Seattle team is going to be real tough um, in terms of that um, and against a, a solid team as the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, my segue was going to be, you know, Todd Gurley, he, um, he, did his, he did his thing. He did the dirty bird. He was able to go in there, kind of be like a, a workhorse for the most part. Um, he had, um, I think, 60% of the snaps. Um, he had a, a high-level usage. And there it goes. Uh, Melvin Gordon just scored a touchdown. So, um, anyways, it's uh, it looks like it's one of those things where, you know, I think wait and see on a lot of these players. Don't overreact. Um, there's going to be some storylines that are coming out. There's going to be some players like Miles Gaskins on, uh, you know, Miami. I, I was surprised that he got uh, more usage over Jordan Howard, over Matt Breida. I don't know what's going on over there, but um, they brought in both of those running backs. And Miles Gaskins uh, leads the bunch, has, I think he had four or six targets, um, you know. But if they lose a few games, I think Tua is going to be in there sooner than later. And I, I think that's what we all want to see. Um, do you, can, you, can you stand watching the Miami Dolphins if Tua is not in there this season? I mean, well, I can't. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I like the beard, man. I think that dude's a gamer, man. He'll throw four picks one game and four touchdowns the next. You can give me all, all the Ryan Fitzpatrick that you can give me. I'll take, man. I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. What I wanted to add, I want to bring something up, though. Sure. Uh, we, we're talking about these guys that are standing out that had good week ones. And, you know, a lot of them are guys we expect to, to be good throughout the season. But I'm really disappointed in some key players. Um, obviously, we talked about Zeke. C-Mac, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. But watching Saquon tonight, disappointing. <laughs> I, know, I know he's playing against a Jason good Pittsburgh. Jason Garrett. Yeah, I know he's playing against a good Pittsburgh defense. But, I mean, say, that can't be your number one pick. I mean, if Saquon's your number one pick, you need more than what he's – more than that. You can't have 15 carries for seven yards. It's just unacceptable. Um, obviously, another disappointing performance in Odell Beckham. We talked about him preseason. He, the good thing was he had 10 targets. The bad thing is he only caught three of them for 22 yards. I'm telling you right now, if this doesn't pick up, and I have him in a lot of leagues, he will be dead to me. I will trade him in every league. I don't care if he has <laughs> – I will trade him in every single league, and I will never draft him again. He will be dead to me, him and Baker. Um, and then we had a rough day for Tom Brady. I don't expect that to continue. That's the, something that um, people don't get excited about. Just It was one game. It was against a good defense on the road. First-time coach, first-time quarterback in, in Tampa. And then two disappointing receivers in Keenan Allen, who we both had in our optimal lineup, who was a disappointment. And then T.Y. Hilton for me as well. In uh, that Colts offense, I actually found it interesting that, you know, Paris Campbell was getting a lot of looks. And I'm excited about that. But I expect T.Y. Hilton to be the number one there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic just yet with him. I just think it was a bad game. Um, but you were talking about – we started the show by talking about we, something we haven't talked about yet, which is streaming defenses. And I'm a, I'm a believer in streaming defenses. I'll be, I'll be first. I'll tell you, I don't draft the defense early. My defense is my last pick usually. Uh, I'm usually playing week to week. I'm looking for matchup-based defenses. In my optimal lineup last week was the Chargers going against a rookie quarterback. That worked out pretty well. Uh, we talked about Buffalo and the Niners and – just what are what is your plan when you talk about defenses and streaming or are you a guy that you know you spend a draft pick maybe two rounds earlier to get the Niners or whatever the Steelers um and how and why you feel like it's important to to 
to navigate the defense side of the ball as well as the offense? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, defense is one of those things where, you know, a lot of fantasy football leagues have eliminated kicker. So the other thing that you can gamble on is a defense. And a lot of teams, uh, once they get to the 14th round or sometimes if you're feeling like you're a, a, a rookie fantasy football player, you'll probably get a defense in the 10th round um, because you heard somebody was going to say that the Patriots defense was was going to be the best overall historically or something like that. Um, but, no, I'm with you. I, I agree that, you know, Ronald Jones and James Robinson – <laughs> people making moves in my fantasy league and my eyebrows are just getting raised. So the trade just went down ronald jones and james robinson for paris campbell jalen rager and kareem hunt interesting, interesting. yeah okay. very interesting sorry to interrupt you there go ahead cute. man <laughs> yeah. very very yeah. cute exactly no so um i want to give out a couple facts about defenses i'm one of the guys that believes in streaming defenses also um streaming defenses is the smart move, in my opinion, because the football season is week to week. You never know what's going to happen. You know, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers can lose their quarterback week one and week two, you're playing them against, you know, a Philadelphia Eagles defense and they dominate because Ben Roethlisberger is out. But um, needless to say, a couple points that I have on streaming defenses are, you know, going into the season, we thought that the Vikings would have Daniil Hunter we thought that the Chargers would have Derwin James. We thought that the Broncos would have Von Miller. And that all changed within the last week or, week or two uh, prior to the season. And if you drafted a week or two before that, you know, you thought that you had these elite players and you were all hyped and you thought that you're going to have all these sacks, interceptions. But no, what you have to do is evaluate week to week. Um, there's going to be impact of injuries that will happen. Um, due to lack of preseason, this is kind of, you know, the only football action they've had in months. So there's going to be injuries. And when you see that, hey, you know, uh, the 49ers are playing the Jets week two, of course, that's a top defense. When you see that, you know, Baltimore Ravens are going to be playing um, the Cleveland Browns week one, that's a defense you want to go to. If you see that the, you know, Washington football team who had eight sacks is going to play against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, that's the team you're going to want to stream. So um, it's week to week. Another couple facts I have is, you know, you're going to see these projections based weekly. So, um, again, when there's players out like, um, you know, Marlon Mack is out and you know that, hey, there's a rookie running back in there, you know, and Phillip Rivers, he looked a little shaky. You know, maybe I'm playing a defense against them. Maybe I'm playing against uh, Joe Burrow, who's – First start was last week, and now he plays on Thursday against the Titans. Maybe I'm the streaming the Titans deep. So um, I think you got to plan ahead, and you're only going to plan one to two weeks ahead, and you're going to pick the best defense against that situation. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but, yeah, I agree. Streaming defenses is key, um, and that's going to go week to week, week to week, and just like your fantasy football season, it's week to week. Um, it's a grind. It's going to be one of those things where – you know, you're going to frustrate yourself because you're like, hey, you know, I thought I picked the perfect defense. But, yeah, they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't play that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Hey, don't, don't be afraid. I mean, my thing is don't be – there could be a bad team, like a, a team that's not very good. But I wouldn't be afraid to play a team, a bad team with, with their defense. And I, I speak to that like Washington, perhaps. Um, you brought them up. 
I mean, they're playing against a Philadelphia offensive line that is terrible. They're all beat up, and it showed in the eight sacks. And I think those kind of games, you, or those are things you have to look at going into the game. So when you look at Philadelphia's next, you know, upcoming games, now they play the Rams this week. You know, I, I wouldn't say the Rams' defense is elite, but when you know you got a guy like Aaron Donald on that defense and Jalen Ramsey in the secondary and a team like Philadelphia who has no offensive line, I think that's a chance to, to stream a defense. So um, definitely use those opportunities to, to pick a defense. If you have a, a stout defense that you feel comfortable playing every week unless they're going against a team like Kansas City or something like that, then go ahead and play them. So uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the games this week, week two. We got some I, – I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think week two's matchups are as good as week one's. I think there's some – there's some, some, some avenues that you can exploit here to get some, some value if you're, if you're playing in daily fantasy or if you, have, uh, if you have a deep bench where you might be able to put in some guys. Um, the Thursday night game, obviously, being Cincinnati and Cleveland. Fire up your Cleveland guys. I, I know Cincinnati played well defensively against the Chargers, but I think that had a lot to do with the Chargers' offensive scheme. Um, and, again, I'm not a believer in Burrow, so I'm sitting all of my Bengals except for Joe Mixon. Um, even AJ Green, it's just he's not going to be ready. Um, now you put him on a short, short rest, going on the road against Cleveland. Um, I just don't see Burrow doing anything again. I, I feel like. What are your thoughts on Joe Mixon this week? Um, I, I'm starting Mixon every week. I, I just because he's the only offensive weapon. I, I still think he'll finish in the RB one, maybe RB two at worst. But I think the volume will be there. I think eventually he'll get going like he did towards the end of last year. Uh, he's he's too talented not to and their offensive line is improved um, I think the more Joe Burrow gets experience the more you know he's more comfortable I think Mixon will produce so I, I, I'm staying away from any of the Bengals except for Mixon and I'm firing up my Cleveland guys again hopefully Baker does better and hopefully Odell shows up what do you think about that game? yeah um no I I think that they have to bounce back I think that Odell ha- scores this game I think that he shows, hey, you know, I am a top wide receiver in this league. I think that he's got all the talent in the world. It looks like Jarvis Landry is still banged up. It looks like they're going to get their key players involved. I saw that Njoku went on the IR, so that'll just clear the way, just clear the smoke, you know. Not to say that Njoku is going to take away anything, but, you know, I think that they have to get their ball into their stars early and often, set the tone, and dominate the Bengals. Um, I did like that. You know, A.J. Green had nine targets the first game back. Um, I saw that Tyler Bordone had five targets, which is kind of like, well, you know, a lot of people were thinking Boyd was going to have a big season this year. So uh, yet to be seen, I think that he'll bounce back. But um, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like the nostalgia of A.J. Green, you know, maybe sell high, guys. Sell high on that A.J. Green hype. Yeah, I'm not not buying it with Burrow. I'm just not buying anybody there. (laughs) I mean, he, you know, he had some moments, but he also had some, some, some rookie mistakes. And it's like, welcome to the NFL, right? And that was against a team without Derwin James. So, um, Giants-Bears, man, the Bears' defense is solid. I know they, they, they started slow against Detroit. Start the Bears' defense. But I would definitely be starting the Bears' defense. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. He just turns over the ball at the wrong time. I'm not sure about Saquon Barkley or their offensive line. Obviously, you're starting Saquon, don't get me wrong. Um, and I'm starting Darius Slayton, man. He's, he's proving to be a consistent <laughs> guy. Um, he looks I'm gl- smart, so I, I'd start him. Now you see why you took him off my hands in Dynasty. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to play it down a little bit. 
I don't even know if I start. It didn't matter. I got beat by like 100 points in that league. It, 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 my team is real young. It's not built for now. So I'll take my That's four. what Dynasty is about. That's what yeah. Dynasty is I'll about. I'll take my I'm seven building. picks in the first two rounds next year and, and hopefully build something. So Building a contender. Building a real contender. That's what it's all about. Uh, so, for the Bears, um, I would do Allen Robinson. Mitch Trubisky sucks. I'm not, I don't care about his three touchdowns. He stays on my bench. Um, David Montgomery, I'd probably start. And that's probably Anthony Miller. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're shallow, if you, if you don't have the, the depth and he's out there, maybe a flex, but 12 to 16 team leagues start Anthony Miller. Oh yeah. And... Yeah. 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 Anything deep, anything deep like that. Anthony Miller's a starter, but I mean, yeah. if we're talking our standard 10 team, 12 um, team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know that he's going to get enough looks in that, in that offense. Number one. Um, or, I mean, again, it's Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Green Bay, Detroit. I know you love Devontae Adams. You start ah, every week, no matter every what. Every week. And what, but what about Lazard and um, MBS? What about what about what about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, was this a, <laughs> was this a, was this a welcome back Aaron Rodgers or what? He said you guys drafted a quarterback. Uh, I don't think so. Let, quick stat about Aaron Rodgers. I believe it was he was eighteen for eighteen, in in cover where where the defense was showing some sort of um, disguised coverage. He picked apart the defense. Minnesota secondary isn't good, but Aaron Rodgers was on point, and he looked like the Aaron Rodgers of old. I do expect them to have more in the running game than they did, but Aaron Jones was fine. Um, he'll be fine again. He'll run all over Detroit. I, I don't – I'm starting my Packers. I'm start, I would start Lazard. I would start uh, Devontae Adams. I don't know if I'd go MVS just yet. but Aaron uh, Jones? Oh, you know, Aaron Jones, automatic starter. Of he's, course, automatic, automatic, yeah. He's a beast. Um, Detroit. I just don't know. Again, I hope, hope hopefully Galladay plays. I, I want him to come back because I think that's the one guy on on Detroit that's. And speaking of Detroit, you know, we got to shout out Quintez Cephas, who had 10 targets, rookie, uh, fifth rounder. Um, I got him in a dynasty league. And I, it's just good to sh- see that Stafford has his confidence. Well, yeah, I mean, Cephas. Hey, Stafford's never been shy to throw the ball, right? So if you're a receiver on the Lions, it's one of those things you can you can produce because – you're probably going to get opportunities. And in Dynasty, Marvin Jones is off the books next year, so um, they're going to have to have somebody behind Galladay, and Amendola is probably not going to cut it. Well, I mean, come on, it's Amendola. He's... <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel about hey, Amendola. Enough, enough said. Um, Jacksonville, Tennessee, uh, Gardner Minshew, man, Shark. 19 of 20. Um, is, and, and, he, and he's mobile. He can move. I, I like Gardner Minshew. I think I think that Jacksonville Mustache. is going to be a scrappy team. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't think they're going to win many games. Uh, yeah. I think they beat the Colts, but you know, week one, who knows? New quarterback, new coach. Um, I'm talking. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually talking about that. You know, later this week about all the teams that had either a new quarterback or a new coach. They struggled. The only, there was there were I think two or three teams that won. Every, all the other teams lost, and um, it just goes to show you no off season that that stuff does matter. Um, again, Derrick Henry's, AJ Brown's. Well, I expect Tennessee to win that game, but they don't look very good right now. So we shall see. What do you got, in Jacksonville? You got anybody else? James Robinson. Talk yeah, about, Chark, talk about, Chark, uh, Shark, Chark, Shark. Yeah, yeah. Chark is Chark is nice, but I want you to talk about James Robinson. What do you, What are your thoughts on James Robinson? He got 16 carries, and no other back got more than I believe four. Yeah, he played 90 percent of the 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 snaps, man. I I think that. Just in terms of volume, 
you know, whether you, he's going to catch passes or not, whether Chris Thompson's going to be a factor or not. I think that James Robinson has proven enough that, hey, you know, he's got to be rostered and he's got to be either on, you know, on the radar for a flex or something, you know, assuming they don't bring in somebody else. But I think that right now um, he's a sure flex play right now. And once he starts scoring some touchdowns or getting the opportunities in the goal line, um, his value is only going to increase. So I like the, the fact that they're trusting him. They're, it's one of the rare situations where you're like, hey, this is based only on football. This guy was undrafted. He came from nowhere, and we're going to give him a shot because he played his ass off. So, uh, you know, tip my hat off to James Robinson. I'm glad he's out there. Jaguars, you know, seems like they're cutting costs everywhere. You know, in 2017, they had six pro bowlers, six pro bowlers on the defense, just alone. And now they have none of those players left about Miles Jack. And it looks like um, they're going to be in the uh, sweepstakes for Trevor Lawrence. But if Gardner Minshew keeps playing the way he does, just like you said, if he keeps going 19 of 20 and winning a couple scrappy games, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to be needed. Yeah, man, I, I was impressed. I was impressed with uh, C.J. Henderson on the back end, their, their, uh, their rookie who took the place of basically Jalen Ramsey. Um, they lost A.J. AJ Boye, obviously. And it, I, I just think I, I'm impressed with the way they played. But, again, it was week one, so I'm not going to go too crazy. Uh, Minnesota plays the Colts this week. I'm expecting a much better day from Phillip Rivers and a much better day from T.Y. Hilton. Obviously. And Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, too. Yeah, the, the Minnesota secondary is weak. Um, and Dalvin Cook, I, I think it was – again, he was splitting time with Alexander Madison. Madison's still getting his touches there. Um, I expect Dalvin Cook to still be fine. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I don't know what to think about him. He's, he's up and down. But Thielen bailed him out a couple of times, um, and he, he came on late which was nice to see because I was getting a little bit worried about Thielen. Um, oh, man. But he came, he came on late. He came on late in that game, and I, and I so I was excited to see that. Uh, who else we got? Bad drop from Judy. Bad fucking drop. Jesus, come on. You had room to run. But that's just one of those rookie moments in, for Jerry Judy. That, hey, you know, you're going you're gonna to make some good plays, and you're going to make some obvious mistakes. He looked good tonight, man, for, I mean, for the most part. He's uh, moving good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ram or no no Niners and Jets. Um, not much to say here. The Niners have <laughs> Niners have no receivers. The Jets have no players except for Crowder. Um, it's gonna be a boring game. This is I don't even I don't even want to talk about. It. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> George Kittle come back <laughs> touchdown touchdown for George Kittle. I don't know knee sprain knee sprain. He might be out. They might not even. I hey, they that. might not even waste their time playing George Kittle against the Jets. That's how bad the Jets. I I probably wouldn't if I were them, but, you know, in terms of just the confidence of himself, that's a confidence-boosting game when you're yeah. playing against a uh, sucky team. No you know doubt. what I mean? No doubt. Um, Rams and Philly. I worry about that Philadelphia offensive line. I really hope Miles Sanders plays in this one. Boston Scott got hurt. Corey Clement came back, which was, uh, which was nice to see, but I don't think he's any kind of threat to anybody there. I want to see Miles Sanders, but I worry about that offensive line, and now I'm kind of – Kind of second guessing my draft picks of Miles Sanders pretty high, uh, mainly because the blocking in Philly is just bad, man. And then Carson Wentz, in the first half he looked like a Hall of Famer, and in the second half he looked like Ryan Leaf. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. People keep talking him up. I've I've, I've had my doubts, but when are when are people going to see that he's his inconsistent lows, as hell? His highs are good, but his lows are like way bad and. I yeah. think that's a problem. 
I, I don't I don't know. I think I think they're gonna struggle with that defensive line of the Rams. I think I think I think Carson Wentz got has a little bit more Ryan Tannehill in him than people want to admit. Ooh. He's got the he's got the ability to make some big plays. I mean, no, I'm serious. I, I, I think hey. the same situation in Miami. You know, Ryan Tannehill would have games where he threw three three TDs, three hundred yards, and he'd have games where he just looked absolutely awful. And Carson Wentz has kind of shown that. You know, he's not consistent. He's gotten hurt a little bit. He's got nagging injuries. Um, and you can't blame it on the coordinator or the coach. Um, it's more so Nick Foles came in and got it done with the same personnel. I, th- so I think he tries to do too much, man. I think he's – he's I th- maybe he feels the pressure of, of the supporting cast, but I think he tries to – every play is, is this moment where he's got to make a – almost like Big Ben. But the difference is Big Ben is – He's been for the most no, part. No, 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 no. Like no, no. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes does the same bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in the sense of, well, I, I, I expect Daniel Jones to do that. He's young. He's only been in the league two years. Carson Wentz is his fifth year in the league. I mean, you at some point have to learn how to throw the ball away. I mean, Big Ben, we've watched him do this his whole career, but he's a big guy and he's shrugging people off. And he's not. Carson Wentz just doesn't have that same innate ability to escape. And he's taking hits he shouldn't be taking, and he's turning the ball over in the most inopportune times. And I, I feel like that loss on him was was or that loss yesterday was on him. And I just I just don't see what everybody else sees in Philadelphia. I think they have a bunch of holes, um, and I think that their one bright spot is Darius Slay. They finally got some kind of corner that can cover, but uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, Denver Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense is good. Juju on the beat, Big Ben. Big Ben. Oh, oh man. I mean, if, if Big Ben's back like that, then Juju's value shoots through the roof. And all those people that got him oh, discounted yeah. are is they're sitting pretty today. And the people that I drafted Ben late. That. Yeah, the people that drafted Ben late, they're, they're sitting, they're sitting pretty today. Um, I have I have Big Ben in so many leagues, like it's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, I Juju mean, it was, too. He was it was good to get him that late. I mean, you're you're obviously getting a QB one if if he's back to anything of what he was before. You got him around the same range that you got Cam Newton this year. And that was kind of one of the things where it was like. Both probably steals. Yeah. both And those were, uh, speaking of the ghost of A.J. Brown over here getting, you know, I didn't even know he retired yet. Like, geez, like he hasn't really been involved too much in this game. I saw Corey Davis going off earlier in the game. But, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, yeah, Cam Newton, uh, Big Ben, Gardner Minshew, I'll put him in that little range where you got him really late and you're able to get a QB who can put up 20 to 30 fantasy points any given Sunday. Yes or no? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I, I, I agree. I think, I think they were all steals. Um, all right, I'm going to skip two of these games because I don't really care. Sure. Um, Atlanta, Dallas, I expect a big day from Julio Jones. Zeke, fire up your players on that game probably – all will score well. Baltimore. What'd you think of CD? Wait, what'd you think about CD Lamb as a Cowboy uh, fan? I thought he was okay. He made some mistakes. Um, more game, more in-game mistakes than like fantasy relevant mistakes, but yeah. like actual football mistakes. He there were some that he made, so I was disappointed in that. But he was bye he, bye Gallup. Uh, no, no, no. Gallup's Gallup, right now. You can't you can't pay Gallup though next year. Uh, right now, Gallup is a better receiver. I mean, what do you mean we can't pay him? We don't have to pay Gallup like a number one. He's not a number one. You pay him like a number two. 
but and then okay it's, so it's like have... this it's, uh, so, so it's like this so that doesn't like make this. sense money wise so it's, it's like this are you gonna pay calvin ridley or julio jones you're gonna pay them both right calvin ridley's not gonna oh, go anywhere did you see russell gauge had what nine catches you're, but you're not gonna let calvin ridley go so you, <laughs> no, you, you, t- you look him at him, you look him in the face and you go hey you're a good receiver but you're not getting paid number one money it's like the rams are gonna they paid they paid brandon cooks then they paid robert woods now they paid Cooper Cup. Like, I mean, you can pay Robert guys. Woods is off the book next year. Well, yeah, but they're gonna there has to be a scale. Gallup can't go in there and be like, Oh, I demand eighteen million dollars a year. He's not he hasn't million. done that. He no. hasn't he hasn't done that. No, he's not gonna produce enough to be eighteen million dollars. So But you, can, you guys have sh- you guys have shown that you can draft a wide receiver too, like CD Lamb who can come. If CD Lamb makes a step that I think that he can make, and I'm gonna say this on the record. I think that CeeDee Lamb has the ability to be better than Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rieger, and Henry Ruggs. I oh, think that he has – He was the number one he was a, he was the number one wide receiver coming out of the draft, in my opinion. But I don't think – Ruggs has a lot of upside, though. I think he could be if, – if he does what he, he, he's shown that he can do and develop, and I'm not saying he is Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, but he has the ability that can stretch the field like a Tyreek Hill. I like I like I like CD Lamb, but he's a rookie. Fantasy wise, I think this year is going to be up and down. Now our offense, he's gonna probably be involved. So you might you're gonna get something out of him, but it's not gonna be enough for, for you to really call him a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. I think it's gonna be more were, were you surprised that Amari got fourteen targets? No. Okay. I, I'm glad that you drafted him for our team. Honestly, like, you know, I I have him in a bunch of leagues, but it was one of those moments where, and I'm speaking about draft that me and Aaron did um, together. I think a hundred fifty dollar league, and um, I think it was the th- what third or fourth round. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. We had we had a lot of. I think well, we you wanted Galladay. me to take Odell first. <laughs> no, I wanted you to take Galladay. I wanted you to take Galladay first. I was pissed actually. I was pissed because you didn't take Galladay. No, Galladay was it, gone. Was he gone? Yeah, it was Odell. Okay. It okay, was, I don't feel bad then. Yeah, it was Odell, and you, and then I go, I go, and I took Omari because you had confused me. <laughs> Galladay went, so the Galladay went the right before our pick, so it was either Omari yeah. or Odell. I took Omari okay. first. Okay, if Galladay was gone, then I feel better because yeah, I, I couldn't hold that on my heart that Galladay was there. And we t- <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I. I like I like Amari. I think Amari. I think Amari's going to have a good year. I think all those offensive weapons in Dallas are going to be fine. They're going to put up numbers, which is aside from whether they're going to win games or not. But uh, they definitely will put up numbers. We went two and zero together, and I don't remember the last time we lost. So yeah. we do really good work together. I know that. Oh yeah, no, we're going to win both those leagues. Yeah, I already, I already told the people. I said you could just send the chat. <laughs> I said it's a wrap. Don't even <laughs> Aaron's don't running a muck in the yeah, chats. Don't even worry about it. I told him. I said you can send it now. It's good. All right, last game I want to talk about uh, is the Sunday night game. It's New New England and Seattle. Do you think Cam can repeat that performance? Um, I I got Seattle winning. I got Seattle winning, and I got Seattle winning big. Um, I think that Cam's going to run into a roadblock. I think that this is going to show, hey, you know, he hasn't had a lot of time with these wide receivers. Uh, They played from uh, a lead, and that is a strength of Cam. He, He looks really good when they're on top. But when they're coming from behind, good luck. Yeah. Um, and Seattle has been in some wars. I think they're coming out real hot. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. And uh, I think Russell Wilson is going to show them what 
they need to get to. Agreed. Uh, not much else to put it there. I, I agree. I think Seattle's real, real good. Um, and right now, I mean, it's only one weekend, but they look like the favorite in that division. Oh, I agree. I, I'm a little bit concerned for the 49ers, man. Jimmy Garoppolo looked a little bit shaky. I got to, uh, yeah, I got to save my Jimmy G talk for all my Niner fans. Tune in Friday because I got a lot to say. <laughs> I already posted it on Facebook. Uh, Friday's show, I'm going to be talking a lot about the Niners and a lot about the Cowboys and what I felt about, you know, their coaching decisions and things like that. So uh, stay tuned for that on Friday. But right now it's time for our optimal lineups this week. Last week, let me give you a recap. <clears throat> David got me. Uh, his, his lineup went bananas. I mean, he stuck Devontae Adams in there. Obviously a huge difference maker. Uh, Devontae Adams, Christian McCaffrey had a good game, and then obviously Russell Wilson went bananas. So uh, he got me 174 to 156. And uh, so he's up five bucks on me. He got me week one. Um, I, was, I was happy with my output, though. 156 was a good week, and I had Keenan who – didn't do anything, and you had Keenan as well. So Yeah. We didn't know that Mike Williams was going to play, though. That is true. That so. is true. We, we did assume Mike Williams would be out. and um, But I was, just dis I was just disappointed in the Chargers altogether. Just, you know, that game was – it was weird, man. Eckler didn't perform, and I just expected so much more. But this week – I like that you had Diggs. Diggs did well for you, too, and Josh Allen. So, yeah, so no I was, lie. I was, I was happy with that. This week, I wanna, who you got? What, do you, what is your uh, initial – You can go yours. Go yours real quick. All right. So, first off, my quarterback, I'm going with the Monday night game, actually. I'm going with Drew Brees. Uh, Monday night, I, I think that I think that even though Michael Thomas is hurt and I'm not sure whether he's going to play, uh, I love the matchup. So, I think in Las Vegas against the Raiders, uh, I just like – I think Teddy Bridgewater had a good game. That secondary is young. I think they're, they're, they're there to be taken, and I'm going with Drew Brees. Uh, having a big game, 300-plus, three touchdowns. Uh, look for Drew Brees to have a big game. My second, I'm going, my running back is Derrick Henry. Not much to say there. He's going to get 30 touches. I mean, they're running him to death in this Bronco game, even though he's only averaging about three yards a carry. I expect him to get in the end zone against Jacksonville. Uh, Derrick Henry is my first running back. <clears throat> my first, or my second running back is Raheem Mostert. And it might sound funny, but they're playing the Jets, so <laughs> their defense is funny. Uh, I, th I just think they're going to blow the Jets out, and I think Mostert's going to get uh, the majority of the looks there, probably score a touchdown. <clears throat> uh, receivers, my first receiver is Julio Jones going against my Cowboys. I don't know what our secondary was doing last week, and Julio Jones is just a – I mean, he's a cheat code. We all know that. So I don't see how the Cowboys are going to stop him. I have Cooper Cup and Emmanuel Sanders, and I'm sneaking in Emmanuel Sanders only because I believe Michael Thomas will not play, and if he does, I think he will not be effective, so I put the, the combination of Drew Brees and Emmanuel Sanders in there together, and the reason I chose Cooper Cup is because I think, I think Robert Woods draws the coverage the majority of the time from Darius Slay, and I think Cooper Cup is going to work Philly's defense underneath, and I think he's going to end up uh, being the go-to guy next week. My tight end is Mark Andrews. Mainly because there is no George Kittle, in my opinion. I think he sits this one out. And Travis Kelsey would be just too easy of a pick. So Mark Andrews is the next best one. I'm going with Mark Andrews against that Houston defense in Baltimore. And obviously, it's Lamar's favorite target. And then I'm going to go with Buffalo's defense this week. I went Chargers last week. I like Buffalo against Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw, you know, three or four picks. And 
I think uh, Buffalo wins that game and their defense stands out again. So that's my lineup. What you got? All right. I'm going to double down and go Austin Eckler. Um, and yeah, he had 18 touches. He had a kind of mediocre stat line. He had a one, one target. I think he had a one catch. It's hella boring. No TDs. I'm going Austin Eckler. I'm going Kyler Murray as my quarterback. Kyler Murray against. I almost, I almost went Murray. Ah, okay, okay. I'm going. So I have uh, what? Kyler Murray and I have Austin Eckler. Um, it's really irresponsible for me if I <laughs> were to not take Julio Jones. He was one of my picks as well. That was a smart pick. Um, I'm gonna take for my tight end Zach Ertz. Um, and I think Zach Ertz, he had a TD, but he had a very pedestrian stat line compared to Godert. Um, but hey, you know, sometimes you gotta take a little risk. We'll see what happens. So I have Ertz, I have Eckler, and I have Kyler Murray so far, right? Yep. And who I think I'm I'm gonna go Tom Brady for my no. I got I I'm gonna stick with Kyler, yeah. So I got Julio. I'm going to go, let's see. Who am I going to go for my good? Uh, I think I will go Odell Beckham. Give me Odell for my second wide receiver. Okay. And give me Chark. For my no, give me um, uh, give me McLaren, McLaren, for my third. And then I have one more running back, right? Running back in the defense. <sighs> Man, this is gonna be tough. I really feel like I can't pass up on Zeke, but um, Zeke against ATL. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna go Zeke. Yeah, I got to go Zeke. All right, so you got Murray, Zeke, Eckler, Julio, Ertz, Odell, McLaurin, and then your defense. My defense is going to be uh, – who's your defense? Buffalo. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll take I'm gonna, – I'm gonna, I'm going to do a long shot on a defense. Let's go with Green Bay. I'm going to go with the Packers D. Packers defense against the Lions. All right, so we got Drew Brees, Derrick Henry, Raheem Mostert, Cooper Cup, Emmanuel Sanders, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, and Buffalo defense against Kyler Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Terry McLaurin, Zach Ertz, and Green Bay's defense. And we'll see who comes out on top this week. I got to get my redemption. Um, but yeah, man, so it was a good week one. Uh, ready for week two. I'm excited. Uh, as I mentioned before, we got a show coming Friday. Uh, it's my regular show, Sideline to Sideline. We're going to talk about the Check him out. Line. Check him out. Real smart brother over there dropping some knowledge on this, uh, not even just fantasy football, but real football, um, whether it's college football or NFL football. He's one of the go-to guys that I would love to listen to. And, um, you know, he's, he's funny too, man. So um, check him out, Sideline to Sideline, Aaron Mukes on the Twitter handle and on uh, Instagram. Yes, sir. And as always, we will be back next week. 
Uh, show drops Wednesday. We record on Mondays after the uh, after the Monday night football game, but the show drops Wednesday, 6 a.m. Eastern time. So you can listen on your way to work. I will be back with my boy, David. Um, again, you can follow him at, at SAC Experts on Twitter. And um, again, he's always putting stuff on there. He makes me laugh every time he drops a trade or some he, or some or, or some kind of some kind of move that he swindled from somebody somehow. You know, he's, he's that dude that gets Saquon for uh, for Antonio Gibson and a first round pick or something. I don't know, but he, he, he works his magic and he always makes it happen. And like he said, he's a champ. He won 16 of 18 uh, leagues this week, so uh, he'll be back to drop his knowledge next week. Uh, other than that. Good, good, good week one, and we'll head on to week two. Thanks for joining, David. All right, signing out, fellas. Peace Take out. Care.